We likely all grew up with some image of the Good Shepherd, whether it was him seeking after his lost sheep or him carrying that sheep on his shoulders or even uh, a shepherd uh, bravely fighting off wolves or lions to save his flock. We all have that image of a shepherd in our mind, uh, one which is good. One can only imagine what Jesus had growing up uh, when it came to thinking of who or what the shepherd is. I'm sure that Mary and Joseph fostered a good imagination in him, reminding him that at his very birth, uh, it was shepherds who came to visit them in their hospital room in that stable so long ago. Or when Jesus and Mary were walking uh, maybe uh, through the market and they saw a shepherd with his sheep, she would remind him of the great virtues of a shepherd, one who watches over um, prudently, maybe frets too much about whether or not they will find that, that green pasture and is maybe has a bit of fear about that valley of the shadow of death to come. Mary fostered Jesus' image of what a shepherd should be. So when Jesus starts to bring up uh, who the shepherd is himself, he describes himself as the good shepherd. And this wouldn't have been an image that the people were particularly familiar with. They'd only ever heard the language of leaders being shepherds in regard to Herod or Pilate or Caesar. These leaders saw themselves as shepherds uh, insofar as their people acted like sheep, people they could push around or do what they needed to, whether it was taking their wool or, or getting rid of them. These were the bad shepherds. These were the shepherds that the people maybe feared and followed uh, blindly. So when Jesus says he's the good shepherd, this would have been shocking. He, Jesus, a shepherd? What even is a good shepherd? We see, we come to realize that this shocking shepherd lived his life and finished his life as a shepherd and finished it well. We can think back and recall that uh, this is a shepherd who seeks out the lost. We remember the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman, who had five husbands, and she comes in the middle of the day uh, to find water. She comes to that well, and she finds Jesus there waiting for her. And in their dialogue, he realizes her thirst, her need for something more than just water, and he offers her himself, this eternal water, this living water. We can remember Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector. Tax collectors were well despised, but their boss, the one who collected the taxes from them, was even further rejected. And dear Zacchaeus, a short man, had to climb a tree just to get a view of this man they called Jesus. And so he does. And as the crowds pass by, and as Jesus, in the midst of the crowd, passes by Zacchaeus in the tree, Jesus looks up and calls him by name, for he knows his flock. And he says, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree, for our salvation has come to this house. I have come to dine in your house. Whether at a well or in a tree, Jesus, the good, the shockingly good shepherd, has come to seek and save the lost. So John the Baptist 
without shock, knowing this mission of the Good Shepherd sends messengers to Jesus. For John the Baptist was in jail for defending uh, the truth of marriage against Herod. And John the Baptist asks, if you're really the Messiah, if you're here to save um, us lost, could you help me here? I'm in jail for you. And Jesus sends back his message, I am the Messiah, as you declared, but I am the shepherd. Follow after me. I'm in charge here. John the Baptist understood that mission and followed it until his death, wherever the shepherd leads. But John the Baptist is the same one who prophesies over Jesus' life, that he's not simply a shepherd, but he's also a sheep. Jesus has the dual mission of being both shepherd and sheep when John the Baptist declares, Behold the Lamb of God. So, as Jesus was shepherd in his living, he is also shepherd and sheep in his dying. We remember Jesus' encounter with Pilate when he authoritatively speaks to Pilate as a good shepherd. You would have no power were it not given you from above. And later on, Pilate would say, Do you have nothing to say? Are you silent before me, before me who holds your life in the balance? Sure enough, Jesus, like a good sheep, stays silent before the sacrifice to come. Or even on the way to Calvary, we see Jesus falling again and again under the weight of that cross, like a good sheep, enduring the sacrifice. Yet, as a good shepherd, he is ministering to those of his flock, the mourning women of Jerusalem, Veronica with the veil, and even his own mother on the way to Calvary. And finally, stretched out on that cross, we see this sacrificial lamb slain for us. And yet, still shepherding to the man on his right, that thief to whom he promises paradise. Never does he stop being shepherd, and never does he stop being sheep. Yet, the most shocking bit of his shepherding is after he rises from the dead. We know that he goes to his apostles promising peace, that he goes bringing Thomas, bringing him, the lost disciple, back into the fold, offering his own wounded side. Yet, the most shocking bit was to come when he appears on the, sh- on, the, on the seashore and John recognizes him in the boat. And John cries out, it is the Lord. And Peter, with all the weight of his sin of that, those last few days, bounds out of, uh, out of the boat into the water, leaping toward his Lord. And when he gets to the shore, he sits in that silence. And he sits in the smoke of that charcoal fire, that smell so, so familiar after denying him at another charcoal fire. And he sits in that silence, waiting for the Lord to speak first, waiting for his shepherd to speak. And his words couldn't have been more shocking. Simon, do you love me? Simon, taken aback, not with a rebuke, but actually of a question of his, of his love for this shepherd, the sheep responds, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus, with his most shocking shepherding yet, says to Peter, feed my lambs. He gives Peter a share in his shepherding. We can't really wrap our minds around how shocking this is unless we we think back to when 
we had to drop the, the, the first child off at maybe daycare or at school the first time, entrusting our most beloved to someone else. Or, or even just giving the, the newborn to the nurses, taking them where you know will be good, but still something weighs on your heart that, you're, that uh, there's some risk here. And yet we give our sheep uh, to those we trust. So too, Jesus gives his sheep to those he trusts. He gives a share of his shepherding to Peter and to us. My pastor back home, he used to call uh, seminarians the sheep dogs because uh, we would be uh, tasked with leading the people uh, to the right communion lines or uh, to where they needed to be as he was the shepherd. And so too, this is the task of all Christians to share in the shepherding of the, sh- of the good shepherd as sheep dogs, given a share of that trust that we too can lead and guide the fellow sheep. Our spiritual task for this week is to read Psalm 23 in light of everything going on in our nation as we follow through the valley of the shadow of death, quite literally. Our task is to read Psalm 23 in light of our experience and the experience of our brothers and sisters, our fellow sheep, and to ask Jesus two questions. How do you want me to follow as sheep? And how do you want me to lead as sheepdog or shepherd in part? Our spiritual task, Psalm 23, two questions. How to follow, how to lead. As you may note, this is my last homily uh, with you all at this parish. I go to be ordained uh, a priest, uh, hopefully a shepherd after the good shepherd, um, in two months. And I look forward to that greatly, uh, but it's still, there's some mourning in leaving you and your shepherding of me. I, I must thank you for loving me so, so, so well, so generously, receiving me into your hearts, uh, even though you knew it'd be a limited amount of time. As a shepherd-to-be, I will carry you forward in my heart, and I hope that you will carry uh, me in yours, uh, specifically in prayer, as I go to, to lay down my life uh, for the sheep, however that uh, manifolds itself. Um, so thank you for shepherding me uh, in this time, and again, this week, Psalm 23, how do you want me to lead, and how do you want me to follow? May his example as the good, the shockingly good shepherd, be our guide. And may his flesh, as the lamb once slain, be our strength. Thank you.